Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor. And uh, we've been talking so much about the teacher strike. Uh, so I'll just start with this. The Chicago Tribune, I dutifully read the Chicago Tribune today, said we as a citizen, a, citizen, a civilization cannot afford uh, to pay for more nurses, more social workers and counselors. I'm just saying what they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, can we, uh, the city of Chicago, afford to pay for more social workers, counselors, and nurses in our public schools, particularly schools and neighborhoods uh, like yours? Of course we can. We spend $931 million on administration. And if I pay my ticket at the city clerk's office, I still have to go up to the seventh floor to the Department of Finance to let them know I pay because those those departments don't work together. So we could afford it. We're not broke and they're full of shit. That's okay. what this is. My lived experience, yeah. I saw 52 kindergartners in a classroom. I remember that. My special needs son was a child that got his services under the stairs. I saw that the gym room was too overcrowded to eat lunch in and kids took their lunch to a classroom. And so don't give me that crap about what we can't afford. How do you explain to parents who kids are diabetic that they see a nurse once a week? And so you train some office staff or somebody who is usually the clerk, which my mother was for 30 years, to do an injection. She's not a nurse. She's not qualified to do that. She's not even certified to do it, but we allow it to happen. And in Chicago, we all know it's because of the the kids we're talking about serving. This is black and white. Ain't no damn gray area. This is about serving black and Latino communities. We know that the 50 school closings happened on the south and west sides. And who lives on the south and west side, Ben? black and brown children. So don't give me that crap about we can't afford it. Yes, we can. When we make young people the priority, it shouldn't matter what side of town you live on. A quality education is a must. It happened. I'm an 80s baby. I didn't know the difference. I had a good quality school. I had teachers who loved me. I saw the nurse every day. We had a psychiatrist and a psychologist. Anytime something happened, those people surrounded us, which too often didn't happen in our communities. And so the thought that it's not it's its issue now. 42 West Madison used, needs to do what it used to do best back in the day, and that was paperwork. As opposed to? Worrying about what your data, 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 because yeah. they love saying that. Yeah. What your spreadsheet says. My child is not a spreadsheet. My child is a person who deserves to have people who come out and evaluate the schools properly and say that this is what's missing and this is what's needed. Yeah. Uh, and we also played a clip earlier today, uh, Janice Jackson from uh, the head of the Chicago Public Schools. Uh, went on, I think, was it Fox? Was it Fox TVD? Yeah, Fox 32. Uh, Fox, she said, We can't afford that. That's a direct quote. We Tell can't. her to take a pay cut then she makes enough she used to be a teacher she used to be a principal she knows better i had a a a run-in with her when she was the network chief um they wanted we as parents wanted our students to opt out of the park test which didn't do anything and just gave money to their friends and when we opted out her and her folks threatened to suspend young people what they didn't realize that the kids they were threatened their parents actually are parents who participate because you know as black and brown parents let them tell her we don't participate but i've only been on the local school council 22 years and so i didn't believe 
Janice was the right person to go in that space. She's there because she's a black woman and that's supposed to make me feel comfortable. It don't. I don't care if she black, white, green, or purple. Her ass is wrong. She is wrong at all. Cut some of them salaries downtown. The state has given CPS more money. CPS is too busy worrying about making its its well-off constituents happy and saying the hell with the rest of us. So they, she could save that. I don't believe nothing she say. She'll waste the time. And Lori is crazy for keeping her on. Pick your own person. We need somebody in that space who cares about young people, not young people whose parents have money. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I've noticed uh, is that I live on the north side. And in the early days, when the strike talk was just ramping up, people would come up to me. Uh, they know where I stand on things, uh, Jeanette. And they would say, it, it was a repeat of 2012, but can't you get your girl? Because they always think like I somehow control Stacey Davis Gates. Like anybody <laughs> can tell Stacey Davis Gates. Can you get, they used to say, can't get your girl, uh, Karen Lewis, to X, Y, Z, you know, fall in line. And so my sense of things was that on the north side, and maybe I'm just bumping into the wrong people, is that uh, most of the voters or the people on the north side, residents on the north side, were with Lori. Uh, what's your sense about how it plays? I've since, I've since come around to think maybe I was just running into the wrong people. What's your sense about how it plays in your neck of the woods, the 20th Ward, which is the Woodlawn area, uh, just south of Hyde Park, et cetera? Uh, what's your sense about how mo most of your constituents view this uh, showdown between uh, the Chicago Teachers Union and Mayor Lori Lightfoot? They understand. And while they can't afford not to go to work and not have their kids um, not go to school and have a safe space to be to learn, they truly un understand and they support the teachers. It's righteous. How do Kim t kids take gym online? Do they do that in the white community? No, I've never heard of gym online. Oh, the kids that Daya took it. How about some kids don't even have gym? Gym online? Gym online. That's what the kids were at diet going through before it closed in that last two years of the phase That's out. That's right. They were taking gym. Who in the hell takes gym online? How do you even do gym online? Mm, you click a button and say, did you do five push-ups, I guess. I don't know. Doesn't make common sense to me either. And so I ask people all the time, does a white mother want something different than a black mother wants for their child? to be educated, to be in a safe place, to make sure that they have all the things to me to make them a productive adult? The answer is no. We want the exact same thing no matter what color you are. The difference is that white mother gets more of an ear of the people in power because she has money. She's seen it value. I'm not. I used to feel like a voiceless black mother in CPS because they did not listen. And too often you got to cuss and go out and be said you the black woman with the attitude. So what? I'm 44 years old. I'm in full menopause. And the person that can hold me back is my mother. And she died in January this year. So to hell with all of them. Yeah. I'm speaking truth to power. And it's righteous for the teachers and the seekers and the park districts for them all to be out. It's a shame that the park district got people who've been there since they're 18 and they don't even make $17 an hour. In what type of world is that? Yeah. That's righteous? Yeah. That's okay? No. We got to get to a space where we call out bullshit when it is. Yeah. And the Sun-Times and the Tribune, they wrong on this one. I'm sorry. They yeah. just, hell, they didn't pick me the first round. Mm. Wasn't to the runoff that they saw I'm worthy. And it's just an editorial. It's just what they think. Yeah. I ain't talking about what I think. I'm talking about what I know and what I lived. Uh, and black black and brown children on the south and west side need an opportunity to be educated. You wonder why they out in the streets. Those 50 school closings, they still looking for kids. 
they're still trying to figure out what happened to those families. Help, help me out here. Uh, you were a, a school activist for many years. Uh, that's when I first met you, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about overcrowded 52 kids. I remember when you said the 52. I remember the phone conversation. The 52 kids. I was like, 52? I didn't believe you. Remember? I don't believe you. There were 52. Uh, come on down and see it. Then they wouldn't let me in the school. That's a of whole course. other story. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, wh- one of the things uh, that I, I hear all the time is we can't afford it. Uh, and yet we can afford money for the Lincoln Yards development or we can afford That's an money empty for- tiff that they're going to put tiffs from my community again to make sure that that project gets done. That's bull. That's bull. I'm voting no. I, I, I don't talk. I don't, I don't talk to talk. I walk to walk. And so it's the same thing with the cannabis. I voted no. Us being on the, the behind the ball when there are 11 folks who are already who don't look like us, who are not from our communities, already have the licenses is an issue for me. Mm-hmm. We got 20 votes on the on the black caucus. We got 17 votes on the progressive caucus. There's some overlay. We can make shit happen. Harold taught us the lesson. They did it to Harold. Yeah. Why she going to be any different? See, it's because we're so busy of getting our little piece here and our little piece there. Instead of looking at the entire picture, say we all can eat. I always say there are enough pieces of pie for everybody to eat if we stick together. Have you had an opportunity to directly tell Mayor Lightfoot what you're saying to me right now? Around the CBA, yes. We've had some conversations. CBA, the president yes, Obama. and around mm-hmm. progressive uh, revenue. Don't tell me about you worried about LaSalle Street moving. Mm-hmm. I buy. See you later. You've been here long enough. One penny on each transaction would get us out of debt. Us taxing the rich, the real estate transfer tax, Uber and Lyft. They use up enough. They should be paying more. People who profit off of us should pay. Mm -hmm. Period. It seems as though there's absolutely no will whatsoever right now in the city of Chicago uh, to do the things that you're talking about. Oh, yes, there is. There is. She's going to support. We we talked about the pilot program. And so it was a resolution I introduced last month to talk about taxing these university and hospitals. They get all of our services and pay absolutely nothing. I am by the biggest set of patronizers of pain in the world. I'm by the University of Chicago. And while I have transparent conversations with them, they need to pay what they owe. They got a 70-year history of displacing folks. If you look at what a majority of the universities and hospitals are, where are they? In black and brown neighborhoods where they push us out pay what you owe we'll give you an opportunity we'll say this what you're gonna pay but then we're gonna organize and we're gonna put in the ordinance that says you gotta pay so what you want to do you want to be forced or do you want to come to the table and say we're willing to do this but either way you're gonna give up something when you talk to other aldermen in the city council do they agree with you or do they tell you jeanette you're uh, pushing too much. You're uh, demanding too much. You're not going to get this. So stop talking, you know, so forcefully and just go along. So one of my coworkers told me, like, you know, you're you're the person we're worried about. You're the threat. And I was like, why? They don't know how I got down there. Oh, I got down there because I got on these doors and I talked to people and I agree with what they agree with. But I didn't go down there and pretend to be somebody I'm not. 
and I ain't olden to nobody. I got the union support and I get to, I tell people that all the time because I sat in the community and labor table for 10 years and it was not easy. I haven't always agreed with the unions. I respect them, but that don't mean I agree to them. I'm in this seat because I got up off my ass and talked to my people and say, what is it that you want me to do? I'm not going to get down here and act like I don't know you once I get in this seat. You're, you're going to have a seat at the table. And so for me, it's being who I've always been, a person that stands up for what's right. Because it ain't no gray area for me. Either you right or your ass is wrong. And if you wrong, I'm going to tell you all day long. You know, uh, Jeanette, it's funny. I had a conversation with a gentleman who remained anonymous the other day, but he's a Lord Lightfoot supporter. And I was talking about how we should have nurses, social workers, counselors. And he said, Ben, everybody agrees that we should have nurses, social workers, counselors. And I'm going, well, if everybody agrees we have should have nurses, counselors, how come <laughs> here I am 30 years living in the city of Chicago, we still don't have nurses, social workers, counselors, and librarians in the city of Chicago. So obviously, if everybody agrees, they have a funny way of showing that agreement. My humble opinion, the only way anybody ever concedes on these basic points is like if there's massive resistance. And talk about this in terms of what you went through with a hunger strike to get a high school uh, at Diet High School to keep them from closing Diet High School. There is this notion that folks in the community don't care about young people. We don't stand up and fight for them. All we're worried about is how much we can get paid. Yeah, that's some of the people. That's some of the paid-ass pastors. That's some of the people that would historically stand behind Rom and say it's okay to close schools. It's okay to close mental health clinics. It's okay to port resources for the Wintrust Theater and DePaul University. But there are some folks that say, hell no. And too often, those are the people we don't listen to. And so the hunger strike for me was the fork in the road. Because it was either I'm going to fight and organize for the rest of my life, or I'm tired of this shit and I'm going to take my kids to another state where I can make it and it's easy living. I chose to stay and fight because somebody has to be okay with standing up. I tell people every day, I don't wake up in the morning wanting to cuss somebody out. But if I got to to make sure that we right the wrongs that this country has done to our people, then that's just so be it. And I don't care who it is. It's the same thing I've said about the CBA. President Obama, Beyonce, Queen Elizabeth. If you ask wrong, you ask wrong, and I'm going to call you out. Just explain that. People make the CBA, Community Benefits Agreement, for the Obama Center talk about So it's us just saying that we want to be able to stay and benefit from this, um, the OPC coming. The city of Chicago gave them that land for 99 years for $10. I can't get three boxes of cereal and a gallon of milk in this city for $10, <laughs> but they gave them that land. Yeah. It's making sure anytime investment happens in black and brown communities, low income and working families are the first to be pushed out. And so we're saying protect that class of people that are there. Make sure we build some affordable housing, which I don't know why is this conversation about my investment, because I want people to be clear. You talking about your investment now, but when you turn 65, that income is leveled because you're retired by then. We'll see what happens to your investment then. We hadn't learned shit from the Olympics because they showed us in the Olympics what's going to happen. You're going to start selling off your buildings. People are going to turn over the condos. And then it's, I'm important. I don't want you to live here. No, I ain't going nowhere. And if you want to move, you can move. But I'm here to stay. And so I'm fighting for everybody who is here now, Mm -hmm. everybody who lives in this community to stay. 
and be able to not only enjoy the OPC, but benefit from it. We should get the jobs. We should be on those contracts. These people shouldn't get to come out of our neighborhood. They got people now want to come around the community like, we want, we. how could we help you? We don't need your damn help. We could come up with our own plans for our own community. We don't need your investors. We don't need your dollars. We we got it. If they leave our damn TIF dollars alone, if they let me do actually what I'm elected to do, which is help my community organize around what it wants to see and figure out how to use our tax dollars, that best way to build it will be just fine. And so the community benefit agreement is that something that has to be approved by the Chicago City Council? Of course it does, because... If you think about the United Center, the United Center pays the property taxes within a mile radius of that community. So once the United Center was built, they got a property tax freeze, the United Center pays a difference. The difference is they saying this is going to be a nonprofit. So who do you hold accountable to make sure that people don't get displaced? You hold the city of Chicago, the people who own the land and the property and get the tax breaks and give the TIF dollars. That's who you hold accountable. And so we're smart enough to go after the city. That's what makes sense. They couldn't have got that land without city approval. They can't get all of these um, TIF dollars without the city approval. So if the city going to give them the land, the city should put the protections in place. And don't give me that, oh, we can't afford. Yes, you can. Because if this was Lincoln Yards, if this was 78, if this was Maggie Daily Park, y'all asked would have figured it out. Figure it out now. Yeah. Or right. into that list, let me add Amazon. This has been on my mind Ooh, lately. Oh Jesus! Uh, I just I'm gonna have to be de- dealing with this one, uh, Jeanette. Just it just was a year or so ago, or two years ago. Uh, Rom, Mayor Rom, and uh, Governor Rauner were just throwing so much money at Was gonna Amazon. get in the kitchen sink and everything. everything. And nobody, I didn't see anybody say we can't afford it. I, didn't I see was. Anybody. I was like, Amazon <laughs> can take his ass somewhere else. They ain't well, getting a excuse dollar. Me. I didn't see anybody in uh, and the the civic of course, or corporate world. It's just it 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 pays to sell out. I've been a broke woman all my life. This little money that I get from the city is helping me catch up on my bills, but it's a headache. It's a notion, but I love being able to stand up and say all of the shit that everybody else won't say. And so when I'm in the caucus meetings, they like, here come Miss Firecracker. Here she come. Oh, there she go. Cause I say what they've been thinking and I'm not, I, I didn't get down here to play to get alone. What or go they along. say to you? So what in, in the back rooms when you're dealing with your you're caucus right. members, you're right. You're right. My first meeting with the Black Caucus, I told them, y'all a joke to the city. I'm not going to join the Black Caucus just because I'm black. We need to use our 20 voice to organize and do something. If y'all not going to do that, feel free to give me back my $500 and y'all have a good day. Same thing with the Progressive Caucus. $1,500 to join. If we're not, those caucuses are not going to, because I'm an organizer. Wait, time out. It costs 500 to join the Black Caucus and 1500 to join it the Progressive. Does. It Why does. Why does the Progressive Caucus cost more than the Black Caucus? Uh, you need to ask them. I don't know, but they ain't got all my $1,500 yet. I'm paying in installments. I'm broke. I can't get them up no $1,500. <laughs> and then I'm going to be on the, the Women's Caucus. So I'm sure it's a price in there. But for me to be on all those, I'm not just going to be on that just to be nice and take a picture and stand with people to be friends. I'm good. I got enough friends so what did that so the other members so stick start with the black caucus what do they say they say you're right i'm right i'm righteous stand up we felt like we didn't have a say so we felt like our arms were tied this is an opportunity and see the difference is i come with the community so you you can piss the community off if you want to because these people protest these people go to your office these people can continue to play about this community benefits agreement if you they want to guess what guess who office they gonna be at the department of housing guess who they gonna doorstep they gonna be on marissa navarra guess who house they gonna be at laurie's and they're righteous to do that you 
you can't keep y'all are playing we do not have time to play games at city council we're playing with people's lives and it's wrong that's why so many of our people live in Iowa they live in they go to Minnesota they're in Arizona they're everywhere but Chicago because they can't afford it anymore and they are tired of fighting I got some good fight up in me so let's fight what about what's the black caucus's attitude about uh, the current teacher strike for the most part, they know it's righteous and they write because they hear it from their constituents. I think the hardest part of this is in a predominantly in our neighborhoods, people have to send their kids to these spaces. And we're concerned about it's like the people who work at 42 Mass Medicine in the district office. How much relationships do they really have with these kids? I don't really trust them. I got a son who's autistic. He's 15. He has a dedicated aide. First of all, I wasn't sending him to be in the building with some people who are not qualified, aged, educated enough. These are the same people who get who get promoted for for looking over rape cases. These are the same people, the same recycled folks. They kick them out of one space in the city, then they put them in CPS to make them comfortable because they was part of the sellout. So, no, I'm not sending my babies to be at school with them. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm concerned about the parents who I got the luxury to do it. What would you think the re response from the powers of being the city would be if all the members of the Black Caucus and the Chicago City Council, all of them, each one, showed up on a picket line at their neighborhood schools to support their teachers and stood with uh, the teachers union and the call for more nurses, social workers. It's, and if it wasn't just Jeanette, I know you're doing it. All right. Are there, there are any a bunch others? of people that are doing it. Rosanna, okay. Byron, Matt Martin, Maria Hatton. You got Carlos out there. You got some folks right. who are out there. That's that's not just the newbies either. There are a bunch of folks. Well, you didn't name anybody from the Blackhawk. Maybe Matt Martin and um, Maria, uh, Hatton. Maria Hatton. Okay. Well, what I'm if trying they to think Jason Irvin might have been on a picket line. Melissa, yeah. There's been some people from the Black Caucus, but I think if we all stood together and say this is wrong, then Lori would have no choice. Remember, her budget is coming up. She needs our vote. I, I ain't voting yes because because of that. I'm, I'm sorry. They can play the play if they want to. I'm just going to call out BS when I see Let, it. Let's, let's get this. Oh, so I want to hear this straight up. Make sure I'm understanding this. So you're linking your vote on the budget to uh, Lori's behavior with her uh, intransigence, reluctance to f uh, put in a contract, a guarantee that the public schools have nurses, social workers, uh, librarians, etc. Correct. I'm sorry. Those young people are the most important thing, and it's the only thing that's going to help us fix this mess. You think about what's going on with this climate change. These young people, if they're educated and treated right in this space, they're going to fix what we messed up because we fucked this up. Our generation did. We just did. They're going to fix it. And for you not to want to support them on the front end, that's just like this universal pre-K cap they put in pre they they put in CPS. CPS can't get K through twelve right. So we gonna let them mess up the kids that's two to three, two to five? No. And we don't talk about that you took the the money from black and Latino women who run these organizations. So you just killed black businesses. No, you're wrong. That's stupid. Don't do that. I'm standing up for my people. What, I don't this talk about that universal pre-K cap. So universal pre-K, th the money usually goes to these daycares. So mm -hmm. in our community, it was Little Angels. We got Metropolitan Family Services. We had a bunch of good services. When they took the money and said, we're going to put universal pre-K in CPS, 
So the kids going to only be there at 2, 30, 3 o'clock when the school closed. A lot of these places stay open till 6, 7, 8 because parents need it. Some of our parents work two and three jobs. So they needed this universal pre-K. They support the entire family. CPS don't even support kids when their family members get shot if you live on the south and west side. I know families who've lost a brother, an uncle, and an aunt all in the same year. And because it was not a sibling, CPS would not send out the curses, the crisis team. So we going to let them fuck up kids too? We're going to let them mess up the babies. It's not the same type of, you, it's not the same type of nourishment. It didn't make sense. And they didn't, who did they talk to? They didn't do a needs assessment as usual. They quick to say, data, data, data. You didn't do a needs assessment because we didn't need CPS to do universal pre-K. They can't get K through 12 right. Let's, let's, let's let them concentrate on what they already don't do well. Let's just uh, back up here because what you're saying, just take a moment to reflect. Whenever there's uh a, a particularly uh, lo- large number of shootings uh, in Chicago that affect uh, kids who go to the public schools. There's all this outcry uh, in all the newspapers about how can we tolerate this? How can we put up with this? And then fast forward to a situation where the teachers union, I don't know why it should be come down to this, why it just get me started here, Jeanette, why it should come down to a strike thing to demand that the Chicago public schools hire nurses and social workers and communities where kids are getting shot. Why it would take a teacher strike to do that? Why did they just do that? Forget Lori doing it. Rob should have done it. Daly should have done it. But here we are, uh, a teacher strike. So the same people who say, it's oh, it's so horrible that these kids are have to be But think about uh, this. Subjected it's to the same they hire lawyers. The it's the same people that were in play when Daly and Rom. So you expect them to do something different? It's the same folks. Janice was there with Rom. Those same lawyers that were fighting the teacher strike back in the day are the same lawyers that's sitting at the table. So you expecting them to do something different? And Lori has to be smart enough to look at some of this herself. In my community, when somebody calls me and say, this is what's going on in the community, why well, I want to believe every one of my constituents, I investigate. Tell her to take her ass down to Mollison School and see. Tell her to go to Burke Elementary. Tell her to go to Teal. Tell her to go to Fisk. Fisk has just had a situation where a child was drugged out of the building and the principal watched. And they left this kid outside for 15 minutes. That ain't okay. You got to be able to do your own work. Part of the problem is we got too many people in politics who ain't from Chicago who don't get it. And that's my struggle with Lori and her team. She is surrounded by people who are not Chicago born and bred it. You could be born here, but be bred it here. That's a different thing. Right. That means you get the politics, you get pay to play, you get how the pieces connect. Yeah. She doesn't have enough people like that around her. And so when it's when when it comes to me, they try to keep me and her away from each other. Cause you know why? I'ma tell her the truth. Cause I I don't want her to fail. I got so sick of hearing that she was a black gay woman. I, why can't she just be a black woman? Because I don't care who you sleep with, who you date, or how you live your life. Are you going to roll up your sleeves and do this work to make our city what it's supposed to be? If you are, let's stand together. If you not, move your ass out the way or get rolled over. 
Uh, that is Jeanette Taylor. I'm going to disagree with you uh, one little piece. I've been around this town a long time, and the people who are from Chicago, Brad, didn't do such a great job when they were running things. Daly had... I said bread it. You, everybody ain't bread it. <laughs> okay. I don't care if Daly was born here. Daly was a neighborhood cat. Now, he was the racist as the days as long, but I bet you he didn't want to hear no disrespect from the people in his community. It's a difference. Your policies are what they are. We ain't going to be on the same size, but when you bread it here, that means you, you, you owe to the people in your community do and you, daily you, was in his community you if you say that rom hell to the no <laughs> it was a mistake altogether picking his ass don't blame me for that one. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't blame you yeah, for that one. Yeah. I blame us not being organized. Because if we had organized, Chewy would have been in that damn yeah. seat, period. Yeah, and there was an election before that in 2011. Uh, Jeanette Taylor's in the studio. She's fired up. I'm gonna. We're going to take a break. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to ask her about what I call the reefer bill. She was one of 10 people who voted no. And then I'll probably ask her uh, a, a national political question or two. She's got a big announcement she wants to make today. Uh, I think she's going to announce who she's supporting for president. We'll be right back with Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor after this. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. The union will say they need a nurse in every school. I agree. And we put it in writing in the contract in a way that ensures that it happens. The union will say that they want more support for students experiencing homelessness. We did that. We offered to put those additional supports in the contract. And here at City Hall, our Department of Housing and our Department of uh, Children and uh, Families and Support Services, we are making historic advances when it comes to affordable housing and dealing with homelessness. The union says it wants smaller class sizes memorialized in the contract. We agreed and offered more funds to reduce class sizes in high poverty schools along with an enforcement mechanism that will make it happen. So why don't we have a deal? The union has told the public repeatedly that the two issues we need to resolve are class size and staffing, and we have met their needs. But behind the scenes, they've continued to bring up additional bargaining issues that they say must be resolved before they can have a contract. For example, the union is still demanding to shorten instructional time by 30 minutes in the morning. We won't do that. We will not cheat our children out of instructional time. And I won't agree to any changes that do that. The union wants more money. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show. Mr. Jarofsky, take us Home. You know, you haven't played that song in a while, and, every, and whenever you do, it gives me an opportunity to say this. Uh, Alder Woman Jeanette Taylor is not only a powerful uh, force for truth and justice on the 20th Ward of the City of Chicago, she plays a mean piano, and that's Jeanette Taylor playing the piano on that song. See the piano right over there, <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, no. I might could carry a tune, but I cannot play the piano. Uh, she can carry a tune. Can you, are you uh, a good singer? 
I am. I used to sing in the Baptist church. My grandfather was a traveling preacher and my mother, my mother had 14 siblings. And so they had a singing group that traveled. So yes. 14 siblings? Yes. That, wait, I'm going to do the math. That means there were 15 kids in the It was family. 14. She was one of 14. Oh, I got you. Oh, she was one of 14. Yes. They would sing. Well, uh, Dennis, at the start of every show, just to embarrass and humiliate me, he makes me sing a song, whatever's on my mind. So today's song, I heard it on the radio last night. It's been on my mind, Chain of Fools by Aretha Franklin. So he made me sing that today at the start of the show. Do it again. Come on, let's hear it. <clears throat> chain, chain, chain. Come on. Chain, chain, chain. Yeah, man. Chain, chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chain of food. Wow, she can sing. Uh, That's you know, so awesome. Uh, every chain has got a weak link. It does. <laughs> That's uh, a line in the song. All right, before we get out of here, we may do a uh, maybe go barbershop quartet style, <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Maybe, but we do have some uh, things to read here. The live stream chat loves you, Jeanette Taylor, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeanette Taylor comes on the Ben Jarofsky show. May Lori Lightfoot doesn't like it, but the, our viewers <laughs> love it. She respects it. what I think. To That's be it. honest, she might not believe, agree with me, but she respects that I have my own opinion and I do my research. Our, fr our friend Radio Doogie weighed in. He says she needs to run for president. We need this type of fierceness <laughs> in the Democratic Party. This is what I'm looking for. Big ups to her. And uh, Bruce Bruce says, hey, or at least mayor. Oh, Mayor, yeah. Well, uh, Jeanette was at the hideout uh, with us last month, and so on the north side, and when she was done, and basically she didn't change just because she was on the north side in front of a, a room full of white people. They were people coming up, taking pictures, hugging her and everything. Uh, by the way, on uh, November 5th, uh, Jeanette, we're going to have uh, back at the hideout. We're going to be back at the hideout for first Tuesday. We're going to have Stacey Davis Gates with us. So wow, we'll see how she does. Exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Stacey and, Davis and, Gates. And before we wrap it up here, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, uh, we got some updates on her as well. Shout out to our colleague, France Bielman. She sat down with Mayor Lightfoot today. Uh, and based on her video, which you can check out at chicago.suntimes.com this weekend, all right? It says here, Mayor Lightfoot acknowledged Friday. Friday that she will have no choice but to raise property taxes, which were more than doubled by former Mayor Rahm Emanuel, if her agenda falls flat in the General Assembly's fall veto session. Mm, raising property taxes. That ain't right. That's not what you said. That's not what you're going to do. If she follows... If she if she follows, we we have these briefings, and so we've been having briefings every week on how do we raise revenue to get out of the hole. If she takes on pilot, which is going to tax the universities and hospital, if she does a LaSalle Street tax, a penny. If she taxes the millionaires, we could we could get out of the hole. We could. We don't have to raise property taxes. Don't fall for it. They're depending on this um this casino. They're going back down in Springfield to do the casino deal and they're hoping that and the cannabis gets us out the hole no all it's right. not all right speaking of cannabis uh you were one of 10 no votes yep on the city council's uh, the, on the ordinance was it Wednesday I guess it was Wednesday yep. explain why you voted no because the 11 folks who are going to get those contracts don't they are not people of color but they want to put them in our communities and so how do we level the playing field and us laying the playing field meant we shouldn't have supported that that ordinance and so it's why i didn't um 
black and brown folks are not an afterthought. Um, you want, we are taxpaying folks and we need to be a part of the process on the front end, not the back. And so part of the black caucus thought that we can kind of control it through zoning. So, cause we get to, we have a say so over zoning, but they needed to go back to the drawing board and Springfield didn't get this right. Like we are now going to sell what we locked black and brown folks up for. So we're going to legalize weed, but we're not going to to pay reparations to folks who've been spending 10 and 20 years of their lives in jail for the same exact thing. The land of the free and home of the brave for who? So you were uh, it was an interesting combination of aldermen that voted no. Ray Lopez, I believe, voted mm-hmm. no. My good friend uh, from the 15th Ward right down the street from you. Uh, and I would have said. Th- I would have thought he would have been a yes vote, but uh, he voted no. Uh, who else voted no? Oh, uh, I believe Marty Quinn from the 13th. Well, I was like, he voted no? That's Mac Madigan's alderman. Something's going voted on. no. Sophia King voted no. There were a bunch well, of David Moore. David. I'm not surprised. I've known David for a, a while. Your he, guy. Yeah, he, he, he will vote against Anthony the mayor. Anthony Beal voted no. Well, that's part of that Ray Lopez, Anthony Beal thing. They, you know what? Well, I don't believe agree with them on a lot of things politically they were absolutely right he gave an eloquent went speech he was on point he is absolutely Who, right bill or lopez bill mm-hmm. lopez didn't say anything bill gave the coming to jesus speech which was right when do we put our people first and say no if we're not a part of it on the front end it ain't gonna happen and we got the power to do that so he was on point mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's always a situation here in the city of Chicago. Well, yeah, we'll vote for this now. We'll deal with this later. Hey, it's the same thing with the nurses. They go, just settle the deal. Take the money. We'll deal with the nurses later. You know, nope. Chicago being Chicago. If it ain't in writing, you can forget it. You date and bamboozled us so many times. I Listen. Well, if they believed in nurses in this public school as a universal right that every kid should have, they'd be in the public school, and we wouldn't leave it to a negotiation of a union contract to do something right. that they should have done 30 years ago. And people should be thanking the union for putting young people first. They should be thanking them. Well, let me ask why you Why nobody else? Why didn't the mayor do it before then? Why didn't Rom do it? Why didn't Daly do it? Yeah. Because they, they don't care. My my uh, my old friend, Mays Jackson, the political strategist, uh, talk show host, was on uh, Channel 32. He says, it's all politics. Uh, this is just uh, the union's way of letting Lori Lightfoot know they exist and sort of pay back because their candidate, Tony Prekwinkle, lost. What's your response to Mays Jackson? How many kids does Mays Jackson have in Chicago public schools? How many has he put through Chicago public schools? It's easy to talk about what you don't live and where you're not sitting at. I got two kids, one at South Shore, one at Hubbard High School and the conditions in both of those schools both of those schools struggle why because they're on the south side the school is south short and changed principals and administration so much my daughter don't know who the principal is my son is a new artistic kid at Hubbard High School he was never supposed to be there he was supposed to go to Limblom but because they they use their CPS go app that didn't work for no damn body that you don't hear about now that they spent all that damn money on didn't work my son is in a school where he's unfamiliar with I took him to Limblom to do a tour because with autistic kids there's a certain way you have to do things and so I'm tired of people talking about what they think Mm -hmm. this is my lived experience Chicago public schools does not do right by black and brown students the teachers union is righteous and right to fight for these students you know how many of them spend money and buy clothes for students and supplies for students you know how many of them stay at 10 o'clock at night my aunt rest her soul Antoinette Perry Sigler was a teacher for 15 years you know how many times that she didn't go home to 10 and 11 o'clock 
doing lesson plans and making sure her school was safe. She was a teacher who was in her, her, her early 60s in a wheelchair, but because she didn't agree with the principal, guess what grade she taught? Second grade. Who puts a, a, a teacher who's in a chair with osteoporosis and skin cancer in a second grade class? So get the hell out of here. And where's the principal association on this? They're too silent for me too. Yeah, uh, there was a little murmur from Troy early on, but I murmur hell. Yeah, he, they should get up because they're the people who are made to implement that bad policy. And on the front end, they should be opening up their damn mouths and saying, "No, this policy does not work for kids. We've been working for kids for twenty and thirty years. This is not what we're going to do." No. All right, let's uh, shift gears to the national. Uh, we've heard of Bernie Bros. Now of Sanders sisters. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I just came up with that. You just one. came up with I that. I literally oh, just my God. came I'm a up. Sanders sister. Okay. I'm a oh. sister for Sanders. Yeah. Talk about it. You made that decision. So for me, um, I was torn. The last time we talked, I was torn between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Um, Elizabeth lost me. She got sixty thousand dollars. From Bill and Melinda Gates. Bill and Melinda Gates have not been good to the black and brown community. So it's a no for me. And if she get that $60,000 back then, just maybe. But for me, it's Bernie. Bernie's reputation is what it is. He's been talking progressive since the start to finish. He showed his hand. Um, it's not about black and white. It's what's right. And he is what's right for this country. The only thing that Trump has done is made us work together and organize. And so our lesson is learned. Because I don't know about y'all, but I wish somebody would take his damn Twitter and go sit him down somewhere. <laughs> I am sick. I've yeah. never been sick of a person like I've been. Now, Ronald Reagan, I'm going to be honest. I, when I figured out all the crap Ronald Reagan did, yeah. I wanted to dig him up and slap him. Yeah. But Trump, we got an opportunity to organize and get him out of place. And what I will say about Elizabeth Warren is she, she's doing the Hillary to me. Use your power as a woman. That's the re that's one of the biggest reasons why Hillary lost. That one thing that she holds as a woman, she did not use. And Elizabeth Warren is kind of doing the same thing. You got to use the, you, you're a woman. All right, let me ask you this. I think I know the answer, but I'll ask it anyway. Let's say Bernie is not the nominee of the Democratic Party. Uh, let's say Elizabeth Warren is the nominee. She gets my vote. Ain't no... There is no no such thing as that, that I would ever I don't even say dump. I say 45. He does not even get his name announced in my household and out of my mouth. I'll take a if, she, if the part the party gives her the ticket. She is a lot stronger than Hillary was. I will say that she's a different type. She talks progressive. She knows how we're going to pay for things. And so if the Democratic Party goes with her, I go with her. But if they go with Kamala or Corey, I'm moving to Africa. <laughs> Stop. I'm out of here. Kamala, I was, hold on, hold on one second, Jen. I have to drink the Kamala Kool-Aid. <laughs> mm. It's delicious. Mm. You ought to try some of this Kamala Kool-Aid. I am good. All though. right, so here we heard her here first. She's a Sanders sisters, but if Elizabeth Warren wins, she'll become a Warren woman. That's How about right. that? Okay, I'm good with you. You are on fire today, too, <laughs> yes. man. What'd you have for breakfast? Yes. Uh, by the way, this young man is very happy with your choice. Dennis has been on the Bernie bandwagon for a long time. But you're going to make me fight with my Candace because 
She's Warren. Yeah, so. no, I, we all and know that. I was, just, and I'm okay with that because politically, they're they're about the same. It's just some details that I just can't go along with. I, I, so. I got to tell you this: uh, I've been watching Elizabeth Warren for a long time, and I, I am a fan of her. And I like how she in those Senate hearings, she stood up to Wall Street. Uh, she was unafraid. She was a voice of progressive politics in the uh, Obama White House. So I'm not going to trash. Mm, if, right. if I'm for Bernie, because I, I have a sentimental attachment to Bernie, because he has been in the fight forever and he mm-hmm. has been consistent but i'm not going to be one of those people who trashes elizabeth warren because right. i prefer bernie sanders right. you know, no that's do, not okay. fair that's just that's not no. how i do it and that's not how I, I operate either when it came to Lori and tony i, I wrote in here washington well, that was. Pr- I'm sorry, I did, Lori. I felt like it was the police, and Tony. They they call her the Sugar Queen. I see, and I struggle with both of them. Mace Jackson calls her the I Sugar Queen. I struggle with both of them, and I don't like this thing about being a Democrat and we just keeping it in a Democrat, which is why I struggle with the thing around the com- the committee men seat. Yeah. If you do your job. If you do right by your people, you ain't going to get 100%. But you should get 80% of your folks, and they'll keep you in office. And so I don't like this Democratic machine crap. I don't. I don't go along to get along. And I don't want us to pick people in a party just because they in a party. What did they do? How do they operate? Do they vote in the interest of their people? Do they stand up and fight for their people? And so that's what I want this to change. And I hope that's what I bring to the table in this political realm that I don't like being in. All right. Well, let's hope the next time you come on the show, this teacher strike will have been ended uh, and the nurses will be in the schools or at least the commitment to hire the nurses will be in the contract uh, and librarians etc and so forth and Chicago can finally uh, really walk the talk as a civilized city the 21st century a wealthy city and a wealthy country can afford I think you and I agree on this to hire nurses uh, in schools and poor neighborhoods okay I just think psychologists and librarians exactly because we got all these beautiful libraries we bought these books and no librarians. The kids don't even know what the damn Dewey Decimal System is. Oh, that's an old story, Dewey Decimal. I don't hmm. even know if that exists anywhere. All right, Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor, the pride and joy of the 20th Ward. It's a blast having you in here. Thank, uh, thank you so much for coming down. David Ferris, political science professor. We're going to bring him on with Candace Castillo and Samina Mustafa when we do our next uh, debate uh, analysis. And Ramana Hussein. Man, that was, it seemed like a while ago. Ramana Hussein was in here from the Chicago Sun-Times. And of course, the man, the myth, the legend, as Jeanette Taylor knows he's the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois. And back home in Alton, as Candace Castillo will tell you, they call him White Lightning. Give yourself a raise and take it out of petty cash. See you on Tuesday. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows and Benny J bonus interviews like this weekend's Benny J bonus interviews. What are they going to be? Well, you're going to have to wait to find out. But you can download them at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites, chicago.suntimes.com, chicagoreader.com, or wherever else you download your favorite podcast. Downloaders, we live stream this program. We're up and running. We're doing fine. We had some trouble this week, but... Up and at them now, 100%. Check out the live stream at Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show on Facebook.